Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers. In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit. In this episode, we wanted to share three things each that we stopped doing in our 40s that completely transformed how we look and feel. We know these will resonate with you because as we know, what we used to do in our 20s and 30s often no longer works. We stop getting results and stop feeling our best selves. So we really can't wait to dive into this with you. Hi, I'm James Davis. And I'm Claire Davis. We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift the lid on how to achieve health and happiness. The balanced, no-nonsense way. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Midlife Mentors with me, James. And me, Claire. Well, we've had New Year's, It's the we? first one of 2023. Happy New Year, everyone. And did we do one before Christmas? Have we said... We did one just before Christmas yes. and we took a week off over that extended How dare Christmas we? break. How very dare we? Did anyone else find that whole time period so discombobulating? All these odd days off. I mean, maybe we should just cancel Christmas going forward. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Grinch. No, um, actually, I have to say, we because we work, like everyone, you know, we all work hard, right? But actually losing some of that momentum for James and I, where we did allow ourselves to have a few days off, it just didn't feel quite right. I'm not quite sure what that says about us. But yeah, it felt really discombobulated and it just took a while. And I, I know this is the same for so many people. It's taken a while to get myself in the groove again. I, I was feeling really flat at the beginning of this week still. Well, I think the thing was, because we worked, we worked right up to Christmas Eve, didn't we? We were still working Christmas Eve. We mm. took Christmas Day and Boxing Day off. And then we were right back into it, because we did like a masterclass on the yes, 29th. Yes, you're right. We ran another one on what, January the 5th or 7th, mm. was it? Yeah, and I, and I think actually, you know, being super transparent, I think we just burnt ourselves out a little bit at Christmas. Well, before December was so busy for us. So, so Manic. busy. Manic. And the best we had our 21-day program, Vision and Vitality, it was just awesome and then we ran you know obviously we had people doing the midlife methods so it was all full on so yeah but i'm starting to get my mojo back now i'm excited i'm really excited for what 2023 holds so excited for 2023 like, i was saying this morning we're only a week in but like i was saying it was like a week ago yesterday was new year's yeah. eve a week ago yesterday today was new year's day but it already feels like weeks ago i know i was already jane said he already feels like he's into february but in a great way <laughs> that means we still got like Almost all of January yeah. left to, to smash it. Which no, we're determined to we do. are really, really excited. We've got big, big, big plans, and uh, we can't wait to share those with you throughout the year. But we are diving in today. Actually, before we dive in, I do want, want to also say that the midlife method, uh, we, we do the midlife method. If you don't know what that is, uh, would you know what? Here's the thing we don't talk about it necessarily enough on our podcast. Um, but the midlife method is our program, it's our transformational program. 
It's eight weeks, but it's a complete lifestyle change. So it actually sets you up for life. And this midlife method has been going for quite a few years now. I've helped hundreds and hundreds of midlifers change their body, their minds, and their lives so they can live their best life. And, you know, the midlife method just gets phenomenal results for people. Yes, physically, but actually helping people to reclaim the happiness that they deserve, you know, feel more confident, feel more aligned with what they're supposed to be doing in the world as they move through the second act of their lives. So um, we're actually starting our next cohort in just over a week. And we've only got limited spaces on it because we always want to keep it nice and personal. But a lot of those spaces have already gone. Now, if you do love everything we teach and love listening to our podcast, you're only getting literally the top line level here. Um, In the Midlife Method, we dive into everything you need to know to thrive at midlife and get the results that you want. Um, So if you want in on that cohort or you just want to know a little bit more, uh, which is absolutely cool, just message us at team at the midlife mentors dot com. Because if you want to make 2023 your year where you start making excuses for yourself, where you actually take control of your body, your mind and your life and you are sick of waiting, you know, sick of actually saying, oh, you know, I'll do that when X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And actually just give yourself a long, hard look in the mirror and tell yourself that time is something you never get back. Time is finite, right? And life is not a dress rehearsal. So are you living your best life? And if you're not, you need us in your life and you need the midlife method in your life. So um, message us at uh, team at the midlife mentors.com to get on uh, with living your best life without any hesitation. Uh, yeah, without any hesitation. Whoop, whoop. Right. Uh, certainly we're going to be having 2023 is going to be our best year yet. So, so excited for it. But today we're going to talk about, we thought we had reflected on this, you know, it's a time of reflection. Um, we reflected quite a lot, didn't we? I, I wanted to do five things we've learned in 2023 already, but Claire wouldn't let well, me. Well, no, because that's pretty much what we said at the end of, so no, I was like, yeah, no. stuff we learned in James, 2022. James, just, you know, <laughs> James I've learned a lot in the first week of the year. <laughs> James isn't the content guy, are you, darling? <laughs> so what we're going to talk about today is um, things we gave up in our 40s. Yeah, three three things. So actually, we're going to go James, Claire, James, Claire. We're going to do three things each that we stopped doing in our 40s that transformed how we looked and how we felt about ourselves to the point where I'm boldly going to say I definitely believe I look the best I have ever looked and I can certainly say to James that he looks the best he's ever looked he's actually got like a fine wine he has got better <laughs> with age you know in the 10, 10 years I've known James he's got better and better and better physically um, oh, bless you. and mentally really he's become an even more beautiful person but your body is rocking hmm. rocking well, I was, I was saying that today when I was like you know I wonder what a monkey would do in this situation they saying, you know, your, your, your mind isn't... No, I think I might have said your mind is like a six-year-old, actually, at that point. <laughs> That's really lovely to say. Thank you. Thank You're welcome. You. you can tell me the same if you want. No, I'm um, joking. No, I'm not you fishing. Do, you honestly do look the best. You, you <laughs> have just got better and better every year. But, so, I was only kidding. I didn't need you to say that. I'm going to embarrass now. Um, so, yeah, three things that we stopped doing in our 40s. Well, James is now 50, so he can really... <laughs> he, he can now really say what he stopped doing in his 40s. I've, I'm obviously... Three years into mine, but I can already, oh my goodness, like so much has changed for me over the last few years to the point where I do feel like I look the best and feel the best that I've ever looked. Mm. So do you want to go first, Mr. D? Uh, yeah, thank you. You know, age age before beauty. Oh, well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, for me, um, it's interesting, isn't it? Like we carry a lot of beliefs and baggage around from when, from when we're younger and 
I think for me, when I was a young child, I was an overweight child, you know, and, and poor at sports and physically poor and all the rest of it. And I, I carried that baggage for a long time. So I, I think in an effort to kind of counteract that, I've always pushed my body quite hard in terms of, um, you know, watching what I eat, but also doing really punishing workouts, like a lot of hit. So, you know, I think when Claire first met me, mm. you know, I was five, six times a week, like doing hit sessions. It was plus punishing. lots but, of other training. But punishing. Punishing. Guessing, and like, you know, on paper, I knew that the theory, I knew that it was too much, but I was still carrying like, if I stop this, I'm going to put on fat that I don't want. Um, and as I've gone through my 40s, I've learned to relax around that. And I still do hit, but I probably just do two sessions a week now honestly um and i'm just focusing much more on my on my lifting and my weights and yeah my results have got better as a result i'm putting my body under less stress and strain um and getting better results and looking and feeling better but still still fitness is a really important part because i think for me the hit was on two things number one was actually having that level of fitness but the main one was like managing my weight down i've now i've learned to manage my weight down with just like less hit and I do more things for my fitness as well. So I'll, I'll, I'll go for runs. I'll do other things. So I'm still probably getting like three, four fitness cardio things in a week. But I'm just focusing much more on my weights and my lifting. And it's it's been a real... Journey. Journey. And very liberating as well. Mm. So yeah, that's me. I've, I've learned to do stop punishing my body so hard. Mm, gorgeous, babe. Really gorgeous. And I, I'm actually... That is kind of one of mine as well. But mine might be for a bit of a different reason. So mine is actually... I stopped doing so much cardio too. Um, but for me, mine was just about um, kind of being... I suppose actually it was quite similar. Being afraid, being afraid that I might put on body fat, right? But actually, I started doing, until I met James, so this is really interesting, we went through this journey together. So until I met, when I met James, I'd already been doing all my spin classes. I'd really upped my cardio. So I was back in the UK. I didn't move out. I was doing all this. Yeah, you're doing an insane amount of cardio yeah. when I first met you because of all your classes you were so taking. So I was doing spin classes. I was doing insanity classes. I was doing some Les Mills classes. But actually, really interestingly, my body shape didn't really change. So, but I carried that on when I moved to Ibiza and James was doing his insane cardio sessions. I was just kind of like, I'm very competitive with stuff like that. So I was doing more and more and more. And actually I was noticing that my body was A, feeling pretty broken. um, But B, I was actually really holding onto body fat around my midsection. And now I know, especially coming into our 40s, right? Actually, this was just in my late 30s. I haven't been doing so much crazy cardio for a few years now. But, you know, coming into that time of my life, I know that if I raise cortisol in my body, that actually makes me hold on to belly fat. And it is a really scary thing to do less cardio. I'm not going to say it's not. Both James and I did, you know, it took a while and it was a little bit of a struggle to pair it back. But actually trusting the process, trusting the science, trusting everything that we geek out on and know to be true, it was a real trusting in the journey. So I do way less cardio now, but also because I want to protect my body. Okay, and my immune system, as we're aging, our immune system is becoming, um, you know, weaker. Our immune system. So what you don't want to do is raise that cortisol, but also go and really stress your your bones, your muscles. You really want to be doing cardio um, in the right way with the right adequate rest and also fueling yourself properly. So yeah, that was one of mine as well. So I kind of piggybacked that one. Mm. Um, number two for you, Mr. D. Yeah, I guess it go, kind of goes hand in hand, right? Because it's about um, how you feel and how you look and your perception of how you look. So for me, it was to stop obsessing so much about food 
and in particular carbs. So uh, when I was younger, you know, I wanted to put on more muscle. I knew that as well as protein, I had to eat a lot more carbs. It was always a mystery to me. Like I would always, no matter how hard I was training, continue to put on fat around my midsection, which may have been a stress response, but also absolutely, I did. You know, we do DNA testing. I found that I, I'm not good at processing carbs for energy. So actually, now trusting the process of you know, loading my carbs early in the day, but eating a lot of them, but like knowing just to taper them off late in the day and relaxing about the whole approach. And, you know, if I do have, if I am out and I'm eating, you know, it's, we go to our favorite meat place here and they have chips, just not worrying about it. Just be like, it's fine. I'm not going to worry for this one. So just relaxing and stopping obsessing about carbohydrates in particular, I think yeah, has I've been seen massive that. for me in my 40s. I've seen that hugely. And I think I've been a bit of a help with that. You know, I really, I yeah. have, yeah, really helped coach him around the whole um, carb thing. We all have our funny things, right? Because we've all got our belief systems and that those negative voices that are in our heads. But I, I do think it's been really, really amazing for us both to support each other on it the has. journey um, of you. all of this. Uh, my next one is, I stopped counting calories. So, oh my goodness, for, well, since I was 16, probably earlier than that, actually, I counted calories. And I always get emotional when I'm talking about this because I think about how miserable my teens were and how miserable, you know, obviously not completely, but obsessing about food and it being your every waking thought, like, what am I going to eat next? How many calories are in that? It was just horrific. And the times that I could stay within my calorie knee my calorie count which wasn't my calorie knees my god it was way lower than my calorie knees but when I stayed in my calorie count I was really happy and when I didn't stay in my calorie count I felt like a failure and I quickly uh, dropped into the most horrible dark self-loathing places and I knew all that time that I needed to do it a different way but it wasn't really until my late 30s coming into my 40s to be honest that I really really grasped that it was not that I and I didn't count calories for a long time, actually, but I didn't grasp the power of actually understanding about meal timing, the makeup of my meals, like the macro makeup of my meals. So I stopped obsessing about calories and actually started to really geek out and use myself as a guinea pig around how I could sustain myself and nourish my body, because that's what nutrition is, nourish my body, stop obsessing about calories and still get results. And that was meal timing. It was the makeup of my meals. Um, but it was also, you know, we're going to talk about, this is one of mine in a second, is the, like the whole mindset side of things. Um, but yeah, stopped assessing about calories so much, got, or, or at all, actually. I have to say, I don't even know, I, I don't even really know how many calories I have in a day anymore. I just have become very intuitive about what my plate looks like, what kind of food makes me feel good, what kind of food gives me results. That's it, really. And that's been a really long process. So anyone listening to this, it's like, oh my God, all I do is obsess about calories. Listen, if I can stop myself counting calories and obsessing about calories and find a different way that actually gets me better results, you can too. And this is what we give our clients all the time. I can't tell you how much music to my ears and James's ears when people come out saying, I don't, it's, I am free. Mm. I am free and I am relieved that I no longer obsess about calories and food full stop. It's amazing. Hmm. That's mine. Love that one. Love that one. And I've seen that and it's a real change in you. Thank you. Um, for me, my, my last one was I, I stopped not working or ignoring my mindset, which might sound like an odd one. So I guess, you know, I was lucky at the start. I was doing things like uh, Tony Robbins when I was in my, in my teens, but I didn't really get it. I didn't really get it. Of course, back in those days, there was no internet or anything. So I was internet. kind of like, who can help with this? No one really. Um, and then, you know, you kind of think, my mindset's okay, 20s or 30s. I think the, the shock for me was obviously my, my separation and divorce in my early 40s, um, which kind of left me on the floor for a long time. 
Um, hmm. And then I was like, I, I need to work to get myself out of this. You know, obviously I had my background, you know, I've, I've years of studying psychology, master in psychology. But I was like, well, I know all these tools, so I've just got to start using them myself. Um, and I did. And then you know, I got together with Claire, and she's been a real inspiration on that front as well. And also, you know, wanting to be a better version of yourself for me and for her, so I'm showing up better every day. It's just really accelerated my focus on working my mindset, you know, and actually, you know, the words I kind of parroted out before knowing like, you know, you can change your beliefs, you can change your behaviors, you, you can make massive changes to your life, to your mindset, you can move from like obstacle to opportunity thinking. And this is what I want for me. This is what I now I now work on relentlessly, every single day. And you know, I see, it takes a while, but then you start to see the visible manifestation, you see, see the results of that, of that change in thinking and the work. And it's amazing. It is alchemical, yeah. really. Um, but yes, it wasn't until Magic. my forties that I really started taking that seriously and working on it. And it took a trauma event to trigger it. But so, so glad that I have that now. Uh, and it is something that has transformed my life. Well, yeah, and I, I've seen that as well. Again, I see that in you massively. But I think, you know, it goes down to we can sit there reading books and we can meditate till the cows come home. But in, until we start putting some of these things into action to actually change the neural pathways and the neural structure of our brain, we, we're, we're just going to sit on the sidelines of life, basically. Because the reason your external outward world started to change was because like energy attracts like energy, right? So if you're in a... Uh, certain energetic space that's what you are going to start receiving and people don't necessarily understand that what they think is what they experience so what's going on in their mind is what they experience and you know absolutely I've seen you like come on leaps and bounds in that area and um yeah you helped me too with that and mm. you know I suppose that goes on to my last one right which is I stopped in my 40s and this is um, so so poignant for me and so important to me I stopped comparing myself to others like on every level actually um, we're in a society where we at the drop of a hat we can just pick up our phone which is really interesting because a lot of the time we're picking up our phone because we're we're uncomfortable in our own space right there might be an uncomfortable thought coming in there might be something uncomfortable going on in your life so rather than sit with that kind of like feeling or in that moment we pick up our phones mm. and actually they increase our anxiety and depression because you're looking at the highlight reels of everyone else's life and you are comparing yourself to to fantasy to absolute fantasy you know from what people's bodies look like to what their lives look like to what their relationships look like you know so physically I stopped comparing myself to other people I stopped comparing myself to how many times they went to the gym or what ab exercises they did and all of this sort of stuff because actually I know the power of my mind. This is where it comes into what James just said. What goes on in my mind goes in on, my on in my body. My body responds to my thoughts, right? So if I'm constantly going, oh my God, that person's better than me, that person's better than me, my body is just going to not perform in the way that it should. It's not going to respond in the way that it should. It's not going to feel loved. So actually, your mind is, is the controller of your body, right? And they're completely interlinked. So they're, they're in this uh, cycle, this loop. So if I'm constantly feeding myself negative thoughts, my body is going to feel broken. It's probably going to get injured even more. That, that's how powerful this is, your mind. Um, my body's going to get injured more. My immune system's going to drop because I'm comparing. I'm in fear. I'm in, um, in a critic mode, all of that stuff. 
So I really started focusing on not comparing myself to others and being like just monitoring my own progress. And my goodness, right? Going back to the cardio thing, I stopped doing so much cardio, started doing more weights. My body now, because I don't compare, I don't sit on social media looking at other people's bodies. I just don't do it. I don't do it to myself anymore. I just, I went cold turkey, don't do it. I unfollowed all of that stuff. And I now look better than I've ever looked. And I feel more confident in my own skin than I've ever felt. Yeah, I've seen that as well. It's amazing. So they're our three each. There are things. We'd love to hear from you. What what have you given up? What have you stopped in your 40s? Mm. Or, or what would you like to stop? Where do you feel like you're still holding yourself back? And what would you like to move away from? We'd love to, we'd love to hear mm. that. Well, we're gonna, we'll probably do something like this again about um, maybe we'll do three things that we started doing in our 40s that completely changed our lives. Because actually... You know, James, James and I do operate at quite a fast pace, just in general, but we're learning so many things individually about ourselves, but also in business and all sorts of things. Um, so that will probably tap into more of the mindset stuff, but we kind of wanted to focus a little bit more on the physical side of things right now, um, of what we stopped doing in our 40s that we were kind of doing in our 20s and 30s that no longer works. That's the thing. You, get, you hit a point, right, in midlife where you're like, these... Then this isn't working anymore, and this is what we coach our clients through all the time. It's one of the biggest mistakes, the common mistakes isn't your fault, that people come up to it, you know, I'm doing this, that, and the other that I used to do in my 20s and 30s, and it's not working anymore. Well, you know, go figure. Of course it's not, because your hormonal makeup, everything is different about yourself as you go into your 40s and 50s. Um, so tying that back to the midlife method, this is what we empower you with throughout our program, and we would be absolutely honoured to support you hold you accountable again the accountability piece is the missing link for so many people how many people say oh i've lost motivation i don't feel inspired i don't feel supported by anyone i feel really alone well if you do that's when you need to reach out to people that have got a proven blueprint that get massive results for people but can shine a light on what's possible for you because you are full of potential untapped potential and you deserve to thrive and live this second act of your life in the best way possible in mind, body, and soul. And, you know, if you understand that time is finite, that this is no dress rehearsal, you get this one life, we think so, but you've got this one opportunity, right? Start making the most of it so that you can create amazing memories for yourself and your loved ones. It's not about the longevity of your life, it's about the quality of your life as well. And that's what we want to help as many, many midlifers achieve and smash as possible. Mm. So uh, message us, team at themidlifementors.com yeah, if you want Yeah, we'd love to hear in. from you. Um, that is wrap, a wrap, I it think. It is. I hope you've all had an amazing first week yeah. of the year. 51 weeks to go. Whoop, whoop. Wow. A lot to be achieved during that time. Yes. Yeah, anything is possible. Anything is possible. I will always say that. Because right. it's true. Wishing right. you all the best. Till next time. Bye. You've been listening to The Midlife Mentors with Claire and James Davis. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line at info at themidlifementors.com. 
with any questions or topic suggestions. And make sure you join us on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. You can find us under The Midlife Mentors. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and don't forget to take the Midlife Reset Audit now to receive personalised insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.